a mountain of your own free will And you're zipping in a flash on a daring dash Down a waterfall so rapid that you go splish splash Splash mountain I was listening to last week's episode and I said the carousel progress, which doesn't even make sense. <laughs> Probably not going to go back and edit it in full um, in full transparency, but welcome back. I'm Josie and this is Kate. Hi. Um, and today we're going to be talking about the opening and the marketing behind the magic of Splash Mountain. Zip, zip, zip. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> We're so excited. I I think we're mostly excited because on this show, and we'll talk about it so much, I'm sure, we love Mikey. Um, If you don't know who we're referring to, Mikey Eisner. Um, We know there's a lot of hate towards him in the Diz community, but... We're not on that list. We're big fans. We're not on that list. We love him. Um, We love you, Michael Eisner, if you ever, for some reason, get to a low point in your life and listen to this. (laughs) We would be so honored to have you on. (laughs) We are so grateful love for him all so much. your innovation during your time as CEO. Yeah, so many people just do not respect him. Anyway, Splash Mountain was one of the the brain children, or at least some of the most iconic parts of Splash Mountain. Um, so we have so many fun things to talk about today. So let's dive in. I know Kate has like six pages of information over there, and I'm here for the lols, I suppose. No, no. I mean, I I don't have as much as I would think. Well, I will say, Mm -hmm. based on our last episode about McDonald's and the partnership, I was very surprised doing research that they did not mention Splash for Cash at all in any of the articles I read. So that's because you dig into things like a crazy person, (laughs) which I love you for. Well, I'm Um, kind of excited to like touch back on that when we get to that part of this. But I thought that was interesting. I figured it would come up somewhere and none of the articles or videos I I Watched. Well, we'll get into yeah, it, but I anyway. did see some McDonald's-y things. <laughs> but anyway, so Splash Mountain, um, you know, turned 30 a couple years ago. We got a lot of fun merch out of it. We mm-hmm. know that they are updating the storyline um, to change from Songs of the South over to Princess and the Frog. We're excited about it. We're not haters here. We'll miss the old one, but we're excited for the new as well. Um, but so, you know, just how Splash Mountain was kind of born in the first place, to Disney legend and Imagineer Tony Baxter um, he was one of the people who really is kind of like, you know, he created Splash Mountain. Yes. Um, so, did you have something? Well, no, I was just going <laughs> to say, well, the, I, the original idea was just born out of fixing um, three issues at the time at Disneyland between Bear Country not getting any traffic in the back of the park to needing a use for the America Sings animatronics that would eventually mm-hmm, mm-hmm. be closed down. And then also... Um, trying to add more fun, like teenage friendly rides to the park as our boy Mikey had already requested. So yes, because what his son said went um, and that oh, I can't wait to talk about the Splash Mountain rap. It's all I thought about today. <laughs> Um, but one really cool thing I saw when I was doing some research mm-hmm. was that it was because of Dick Nunes that yes. it was a log flume ride. That's Apparently, true. he was very, very, you know, dead set that it had to be a log flume ride. Um, and I thought that was really cool. So I met Dick Nunes a few years ago. Wow. Um, when I worked for Club 33, we had a one year anniversary breakfast. So one year of Club 33 being open at Walt Disney World. Mm-hmm. And we had this really nice, beautiful breakfast. And he was kind of like the key keynote speaker at the event and to be honest at the time like I mean there are a lot of Disney legends and people and like I didn't know that much about him but after hearing him speak I was like oh my gosh I have to talk to him so I walked right up to him had a conversation with him I have a picture with him um and he's so cute I heard he was a total meanie oh 
are we cursing <laughs> i heard from a lot of people that he was like a hard ass a hard ass is the right way like not necessarily mean but like he got shit done yeah um but he was very, very sweet to me. Very, very, very sweet. That's and I great. told him about all of my goals and ambitions Aww. with the company. And he was just like, yes, you're going to do it. And he was so cute. We have a really adorable picture. So anytime I see anything with Dick Nunes pop up, I get so excited because I feel like we're I don't blame buddies, you. even I'm though he definitely doesn't know who I am. I'm the same <laughs> way about Bob Gurr because I met him yeah. at D23 Expo and he told I Nick to that D23 I was a cutie. So and you so <laughs> basically that was the best moment of my life. But anyway, now when I watched um, the Imagineering stuff on D23 and everything, I was like, I mean, on uh, Disney Plus, I was like, I met him and I have a photo Yeah, with him. it's so cool. <laughs> it's so, so cool. So I, I don't know. I thought that was really awesome. Um, but yes, so I also think like, America Sings like I wish I could have seen yes. that there is so much craziness around that well, um, I will say but I think it's so crazy that they took those animatronics from somewhere else because they really do fit into the splash map they, they fit into the why? songs of the south story so well no but I'm sure you do I can tell by your face okay. I can see I know so, you guys can't see Kate but I can and so so the reason why the um, America Sings animatronics fit so well into the song of south story is because um, Mark Davis, who was originally an animator, he was on Song of the South, the, that project, and then he designed mm-hmm. the animatronics for America Sings. So that's why they have such similar like looks. Oh, okay. So that was part of it for Tony. Did was Mark Davis, and now I want to wor- look at this. I always, I'm sorry, I always smack my hand against <laughs> the mic so loud. Did Mark Davis work on some things for oh, Pirates of the Caribbean? I because think, I'm pretty sure. I think Haunted sure. Mansion, maybe Pirates of the okay. Caribbean. I think there Probably. were some sketches that I've seen from him for Pirates. Yes, he did the concept art, which is mm-hmm. exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, um, yeah so okay, he very was, cool. I did not know that. So really yeah. a huge scope for Mark Davis. Wow. Yeah, so basically he was one of the nine old men um, that did he did the stuff over there for Song of the South and then whenever mm-hmm. they moved him over to Imagineering um, he ha- I guess had designed the animatronics from America Sings so I guess Tony was like this budget is already going to be so big for this attraction we can go ahead and use these animatronics it's They'll crazy right that they in. literally reused animatronics and it was still so expensive yeah 75 like, million crazy and And, you know whenever we talk about the nine old men I have to say never have I wanted to be an old white man more (laughs) like just on the whole it seems like a great life to live the lapse of luxury of like being able to do whatever the hell you want Mm -hmm. but like when we talk about the nine old men specifically I'm like they really lucked out they really lucked out in life I hope they were all nice I really don't know like to that extent about them I mean they were they they, I'm sure they were but you know just kind of like what you said with Dick (laughs) Nunes he might have they might have also just been like hard workers, hard asses, whatever you want to say. But um, yeah. And then the funny thing about the um, the whole log flume idea is that Dick Nunes wanted this attraction so bad, like a log flume. And all the Imagineers mm-hmm. kept pushing it off because they were like, this is way too ordinary of a theme park attraction. Like we wouldn't have yeah. this in Disneyland. And it wasn't until Tony Baxter was sitting in traffic on his way to work that he came up with this idea and he put it all together and that's how we would have gotten zippity river run until they changed the name so and we're going to talk about the name change yeah (laughs) (laughs) i was reading today i thought this was really cool i like reading old newspaper articles 
because I feel like it captures the time so mm-hmm. well. So I read one from Randy Lewis in the Los Angeles Times from July 12th, 1989. Um, and so let me see. I read two this morning. Mm-hmm. And so I I'm trying I to see one this one. I'm trying to see if this is the one. Basically, there was one talking about it beforehand where they were talking about the delays. And then there was one that I read from like the same outlet where they were talking about actually going on the ride and how they had tested it out a few days early. But they said something about how it didn't have good storytelling. They were like, compared to other Disney rides, like this one has very like loose flimsy storytelling. Uh, and I, I mean, I have to be open. Obviously, I didn't go on it when yeah. it first opened. And I've... I, I, I think I've been on the one at Disneyland once. I don't even know if we went on it when I was I in California. Go. I haven't gone on it Because um, I've only been to California once and we had yeah. such limited time that I think it was one of those things like, oh, well, we've done it at Walt Disney World. Yeah. Um, again, this was years ago. Mm-hmm. But I, I think Splash Mountain has great storytelling. It's actually one of the things I like best about it. I think it's a like when people talk about like, oh, it's a long wait. I think it's a very long ride with really it good is. storytelling. And I, I love it. I was very surprised to see that as a criticism. Yeah. Well, I based on the videos and promotions that I saw, one of which we're going to talk about later, um, they it seems like it has the same amount of storytelling that it does today. Um, I mean, they were yeah. raving about the fact that it had 105 animatronics. Like, that's a huge mm-hmm. deal. So, yeah, it sounds like it was just that person's opinion. Um, but I, I yeah where Splash Mountain comes up well short of Disney's best ride is its IQ um, imagination quotient. There's a greater sense of uh, episodic adventure on Pirates of the Caribbean on Haunted Mansion for that matter such low-tech attractions as Mr. Toad's Wild Ride or Peter Pan hmm. we look to Disney for great stories and with Splash Mountain you have to work to find one these days the park's George Lucas affiliated attractions serve the imagination better than those created by Disney's own Imagineering staff wow. which I also think is funny because all of these articles that I found mm-hmm. were talking so much about Star Doors oh, and I'm a huge Star I Wars fan I I, well, that's because I know it just had like yeah. just opened yeah. and like mm-hmm. it was really like a huge deal. But I love Star just, Wars. I just I don't like Star yeah. Tours. Yeah, I mean, I know at the time it was different. Like, yeah, it was. The I 80s. understand that. It was. <laughs> I understand that, but I'm still like, dang, they really love Star Tours. <laughs> like, I, I wouldn't even think to compare all the I two. Could think is that they were just so excited to have a Star Wars themed like attraction they could experience. I will say I liked yeah. the old Star Tours better than the current Star Tours, and that's the version. That I don't had. really remember. Like, I went on it when I was like mm-hmm. four. Yeah, and I threw up after. Oh, that's geez. the only thing I remember. Yeah, well, it was just different. Like the guy that was driving it, he was he's like, "This is my first time," and you know what. Whatever. It was, I don't know. I thought it was cute. It was obviously the story didn't change every time and all of that, but I always enjoyed yeah. it. And I, I didn't even like a Star Rebel Wars Spy just one time. Just I one was. Time. All right. So let's. Anyway, you sorry. were. See, all of my, I swear, all of my friends have been who are not Go as into Star Wars the as day me. when no one's there. And that, it was always when all the rows aren't filled. Yeah. And this was before COVID when all well, the rows Well, I wanted it filled. when they had, I wanted it when they had that shirt that said like, I'm the rebel spy, oh. you know, but they don't, they don't even have that yeah, anymore. So that forget it. What's, what's the point? Okay. So yeah, let's sorry. dive into this as we've, <laughs> don't be sorry. <laughs> this is me talking about, Kate has like pages of like no. actual real <laughs> no, interesting no, 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 research. No. And I'm like, Hey, let's talk about some random. Me. You're way overselling me um, right now. I'm not. Um, so I think we should talk first about the name because I think that is something that I learned pretty recently. And I was like, yeah, Again, our boy Mikey just comes out with... Well, I will say, um, as someone like you who grew up with 
the Splash Mountain attraction already existing when you went to the park. Mm-hmm. Um, the idea of it being called Splash Mountain, it just makes sense to me because we have the mountain range. Yeah. It makes sense. And, and it splashes. I agree with Mikey's idea. Like, I get it. But... I can I can imagine the Imagineers sitting there back then in the 80s, like trying to figure this out. And they're like, Zippity River Run makes way more sense because of the Mm -hmm. theming of the ride. Why does he want to call it Splash Mountain? Um, And then the fact that it's a tie in with the movie, the live action movie Splash. That's hilarious to me. But it for me, I never grew up thinking it was weird. It's only now that I'm. No, I never. I mean, again, I didn't know until recently (laughs) that it was a tie into the movie Splash. So the movie Splash, Tom Hanks was very popular at the Mm -hmm. time. um, And so he wanted to capitalize on that, which is confusing to me because it doesn't seem like they marketed that way. Like it doesn't seem like there was a tie in with like, you know, the font or a song or like, I don't, I've never watched the movie. It's on my short list. In February. Um, yeah, there is a scene where Tom Disney Plus. Hanks, yes, it is. That's where okay. I saw it. It's on my list. Um, Maybe I'll watch it now. When so we're done. that's, there is a scene where I'm pretty sure Tom Hanks character sings zippity doodah, but that's literally okay. the only level of tie in other than the movie being named Splash and the ride being Splash Mountain. But apparently Mikey had, had tried to convince them to put a animatronic of one of the characters in the attraction somewhere and they and the imagineers the imagineers like push that off so that's the thing it's me tom hanks that's the thing (laughs) that's the thing about mikey though you know at least he comes up with ideas and he gives them a ton of ideas so they can turn some down you know yeah i want to say his level of self-confidence is what i aspire to the most like he just kept going and people like still to this day shit on some of his ideas and I'm like, yeah, but he had so many wins and he just did not care. Yeah. Like, even if something flopped, he wasn't like, oh, I'm not going to suggest it. No, he no. he still He's like, had okay, the same... let's come up with another idea then. And that's what I yeah. liked about oh, him. Michael Eisner, we love you. We, um, yeah. So, yes, called Splash Mountain because of the movie Splash in the 80s. Not really much more connection than that. I think... I did see some stuff about McDonald's and I don't know if it's anything you saw. So I didn't see anything. I I actually brought my old notes from last podcast about Splash for Cash because I couldn't find anything anywhere else. But one thing I will say about the movie Splash that I think is crazy is that that movie popularized the name Madison. That name did not exist before that movie. And I was like, what? Anyway, that's it. Yeah. Watch it after this. I did this. hear that. I think I saw that on TikTok. I'm going to. It's I'm crazy. Going to anyway. But McDonald's, I think I found something, guys, that Kate yeah, didn't find. And I me. can't even begin to tell you. No, you go first with our splash for cash refreshment. Yeah. Resplash. I mean, we'll just recap from last time. Basically, this was this was the point where uh, McDonald's and Disney were first going to work together on a campaign for their upcoming attraction, Splash Mountain, the Splash for Cash game, similar to Monopoly, where, you know, they'd pull things off and they'd win a prize. But because of this partnership in this game that Monopoly paid millions, I mean, not Monopoly, McDonald's paid millions mm-hmm. to put up. People were so, so excited to come see this attraction, and then the attraction kept getting pushed back because of construction issues. So it ended up causing McDonald's and Disney to part ways for a few years, but... um, And it was so dramatic. Like, I looked at some of the, like I told you, the articles that I read from the 80s, like, all that people can do is sit and wait and look at the attraction. And I saw one, it was like a quote. Help, yeah. yeah. (laughs) And I saw a quote from, like, an Australian tourist, and it it said something like, it's like a lolly that I can't have. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, how... (laughs) 
I mean, okay, I guess if you're coming to Disney from like across the world, you're spending a lot of money, you plan your trip based on a a ride opening. I get it. But the article was so dramatic. dramatic. It was so dramatic. Yeah. Um, But I actually found it was really cool. So it was McDonald's sponsoring Splash Mountain. It was, I I guess we could put a picture up in the show notes, Mm -hmm. but it was basically, you know, how McDonald's ended up sponsoring Dinosaur, which we talked about last week um, in our McDisney partnership um, episode. So basically there's this book and and I guess again we can put the link in the show notes but it was McDonald's sponsoring Splash Mountain and it's this brown book and it says Br'er Rabbit's Splash Mountain and then there's a little frog like a frog kind of like from the mm-hmm. attraction with a McDonald's shirt on and on the book it says um, the cover is October 10th 1985 it's a presentation for and it has the name and it was somebody who was um working at McDonald's and there's a bunch of concept art and on the buildings like where the name is it says like Splash Mountain sponsored by McDonald's um and it's just crazy because the book literally I I, it said that this article and I couldn't find more um it said that it was expected to earn one to two thousand dollars it was a one of a kind pitch book so that's pretty cool if you like worked on that pitch and years later yeah everybody wants it but it had like a bunch of concept art um and I and it also had a glimpse into them sponsoring Country Bears, which wow. I feel like Adam Adam is one of our best yes. friends at Epcot. Adam, at he Epcot. loves the Country Bears. But there is a mock up of the wildest show in the wilderness, Disneyland and Walt Disney World, and it says Country Bear Jamboree presented by McDonald's. Wow! And so I feel like I have to send that to Adam because I've all I love McDonald's. Yeah, all I've seen <laughs> of that aspect was um. On one of the videos I watched, they had like the concept art for the front of Splash Mountain as if um, McDonald's sponsored it. And I think that that all that may have come to be if this whole Splash for Cash thing would have gone yeah. down successfully. And who knows? They may have. That would have been really Or maybe cool this was a pitch and they were like, OK, we'll see how country. that goes. Like, yeah. I guess we don't know when they pitched Splash for Cash, but we know that this was pitched on October 10th, 1985. Um, also, beyond sponsoring Splash Mountain and beyond sponsoring sponsoring mm-hmm. country bears they also would have sponsored restaurants which we knew some restaurants came out of their partnership eventually yeah but this was for um hungry bear restaurant oh yeah and then it also i guess said that in walt disney world in magic kingdom they would have renamed pecos bills to pecos bill cafe i always say pecos bills but that's not what it's called yeah um pecos bill cafe to hungry bear restaurant and it would have been like a, a hungry bear restaurant presented by mcdonald's wow. um and there were some really cool concept art in there for for that as well and i wish i don't know i love pecos bills i miss their topping bar from pre-covid yeah yeah, that was honestly they have such the best kids deal. meal hack there. Yeah, yeah, that was a great the best deal. Kids meal. Yeah, and that's the other crazy thing about Splash Mountain is that it ended up inspiring the the area of the park to change its name from Bear Country to Critter Country. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, its influence, and then which makes sense. Yeah, and then Country Bear Jamboree would eventually go away in two thousand one, which is. Cr- crazy Mm -hmm. i can't believe they don't have country bear jamboree in disneyland like i don't know why my mind can never wrap around that fact that bear came for some of our iconic attractions he came for our mr toad's wild ride 
And I remember years ago, I was on a tour with somebody at Walt Disney World, Mm -hmm. and they were talking about how Winnie the Pooh replaced Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. And she was like, yeah, I don't know why we ever had Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. Uh, Like, the ride technically uh, ends in hell, and, like, it really was kind of not, like, with Disney. And at the time, like, again, I was a Disney fan, but not to the extent that I am now, and I had never been to Disneyland. But then I remember, like, a few years later being like, if it, then why is it still in Disneyland? Like, that that shouldn't really be part of your spiel, because it still exists, like... and a small tangent, the thing about the, the Mr. Toad's Wild Ride and Magic Kingdom was that it had two different tracks. So you went through two different adventures depending on which side you got on. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. and so, I never got to go on it. So I went on it probably once at one or two trips as a mm-hmm. kid before it closed. But that was the whole reason they took that space because they knew it would be enough space for a new track for this and have the merchandise shop, which is exactly what happened to Country Bear because Country Bear in Disneyland is two stages simultaneously. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because they were expecting to serve many more people because of how well it yeah. did Magic Kingdom. So mm. if they double build something, it's probably going to be replaced with something later and a merchandise shop. That's the story. And a merchandise, which yeah. we love merchandise. I, I actually worked in yeah. that merchandise shop <laughs> in Winnie the Pooh on that. my college program. Um, it was very cute mm-hmm. at the time. I loved working there. You were there. working I wore the in purple an dress. old Mr. Toad location i know (laughs) i did you know what can i say um so yeah so that was the beginning of their partnership you know splash mountain took months to open and i think next we need to talk about the wrap because i don't know how we've gotten this far in i just want to say i and i know kate might have the answer to this i saw some articles talking about how the wrap was made um to uh celebrate the opening but that didn't make sense to me i felt like that was wrong because i felt like that would be put out Excuse me, I have a hiccup. It's never happened to me before. I felt like they would, I've thought about it, but the moment had never happened. I felt like that didn't make sense because in the, in the video, they yeah. they go up to Br'er Bear and they're like, we were told we could ride. And Br'er Bear's like, no, no, I don't know okay. what to tell you. So. <laughs> and then they go into construction outfits. Yes. So I'm like, I feel like that was a video put out to yeah. say so we're not opening on time. This, not to celebrate the opening, but to push it no, back. Like, this and is, I saw all these like websites talking about yeah. it and I was like, that has to be wrong. That makes no, no sense. That, like, when I say that is the one piece of information that I spent so much time researching and could not find an answer i just want to know when we need this, answers Bob Iger. when it released because if it released in july okay but if it released earlier than that then i do i think like you said because the way that um Br'er bear is saying it's not open i don't know what to tell you i mm-hmm. i took it as and like you said it was a PR move to be like oh it's, it's so exciting we're still working on it but it's coming because nick and i watched it, it the be. other day for the first time and he was like why is that guy so adamant about riding the ride first? And I was like, no, you don't get it. The ride wasn't open and it was pushed back six months. So I said mm-hmm. this, this No, was I think it has to of, be. And, I, and, yeah. and if it was, it makes it an even more Weird. Uh, smart PR yeah. move mm-hmm. if it was not to celebrate the opening. Because again, yeah. it showcased the construction in yeah. a, a very whimsical way. Um, I don't And think it, it showcased, was. like, it expressed yeah. the... The consumer being like, man, I wanted to go on this ride. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then imagining what it would be like to go on the ride and explaining some of the details. So I 100% percent Yeah. And one day when we, you know, speak it into existence, when Michael Eisner is on. We can our, confirm. <laughs> I just said Michael Eisner. That's is that right? Name. Oh, my God. Sometimes <laughs> I literally. Bob Iger. That's what you're thinking. Well, sometimes I literally will combine their yeah. names because I'm half it's paying so, attention. So and I'll say like. Too. 
Yeah. Yes. Because Eisner and Iger, they sound very similar. Yeah. So for a second, my brain literally just quit and was like, you just combined the names, but I didn't. (laughs) Well, yeah, I agree with you, though. I wanted to be able to confirm it for the podcast, but I could not, even on Reddit, I could not find anybody that could say where the date was. So, um, and the reason. So that's where we're going with it. In in our professional opinion, it was not to celebrate the opening. It definitely had to come out. The reason I'm confirming that it came out before. before is because they had another promotional episode that they put out on TV mm-hmm. when it launched called mm-hmm. Ernest Goes to Splash Mountain. And mm-hmm. this starred um, actor-comedian Jim Varney as Ernest. And basically, it was okay. a promotional video about the opening. He was going to be a world-renowned ride tester. And he went through, like, they. it was, like, a 30-minute segment. And they had, like, a news staff with, like, <laughs> they had their jackets on that had, like, the Splash Mountain logo and had, like, Splash mm-hmm. Mountain news behind them. And the microphone said Splash Mountain. And this they'd keep cutting this guy who was doing all these, like, silly tests to get ready to ride this attraction and they had a countdown on the screen and then they had him so there's on the no ride. way they had that yeah. in the wrap at the yeah. same time that's, yeah that's what i'm saying i think the wrap came out and then they were like okay now we're gonna come out with Ernest goes to uh goes to splash mountain and they called him like a splash astronaut because he was up there with he was up there with the astronauts who first walked on the moon because he was going to be the first person to ride the attraction that was the whole thing so they really made it a huge i mean and that's another thing like i feel like there's not as much buzz about like being the first person to ride i mean Mm -hmm. i feel like now it's like you know it's going to be someone from like media yeah um you might want to be there on the first day you know we always hear a lot of talks about the first day but with splash mountain looking back at like everything marketing pr just like the the news articles at the time the media coverage there was a lot of attention around like being the first person even in the splash mountain rap he's like I was told I was going to be the first person to ride Splash Mountain. And then, you know, his. Yeah. Well, this guy, they had crowds with signs. They were carrying him down Main Street. They were all waiting for him to go down the mountain. And it was it was so funny, (laughs) but it was so like it was it was just like this is strictly to get people excited to go experience this attraction that they've been waiting to ride. And they were trying to make a big deal about it. So anyway, I thought that was funny. I found that like an hour ago and I was like, how have I never heard of this before? Yeah. It's so hard sometimes to find stuff. And I feel like especially right now, Splash Mountain is difficult because when you look up anything Splash Mountain, it's Mm -hmm. all about the new changes that are coming and when people expect the changes to be coming and if people are mad about the changes and if they're not mad about the changes and their opinion about the changes. And um, so... Yeah, it it was a little more difficult to pick through information. Definitely. Um, I was pumped to find that pitch book because I yeah, just think that's, that's such so a cool, cool. That was little awesome. marketing Perfect piece. Perfect for this um, too. And I wonder who bought it. Like, yeah. I don't even there there was no follow up article. Hmm. Um, but to spend two thousand dollars to buy that, like, you're really into the McDisney Parker and partnership. Yeah, I bet it. I bet it was our boy Mikey. I bet I he bought it. I could see Mikey himself. buying it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then. Uh, have you ever heard of the whole Tales of Okefenokee attraction? No. Okay. I can already tell you no. Okay. Uh, yeah, you probably maybe. have. Defunct our boy, have. our boy Kevy Perger. He did a he did a video <laughs> we, on we it. Just, we're giving yeah, all these people Kevy, who literally Mikey. are going to be like, we don't know these weirdos. <laughs> we just I mean, talked I've about them as if they're our friends. <laughs> yes, okay. Kate did meet him once and <laughs> then I slid in his DMs and he was not interested <laughs> at all. 
So well, really, really airing myself out here. Well, I won't say too much about it, but basically there was a ride in Six Flags Over Georgia um, called The yes. Tales of Okie Finoki. And, yes, and it reminds yes. me of that one that was all over TikTok that I sent yes. you with the... Well, I can tell you why. I can tell you You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Okay, go on. I'm not going to interrupt you again. No, it's okay. Well, this ride was there from 1967 to 1980. So there was no overlap between this and Splash Mountain. Mm-hmm. But many of the scenes in that attraction are very similar to Splash Mountain. Mm-hmm. So a fan actually asked Tony Baxter once if he had ever ridden the attraction, and he confirmed that he did. So it's very likely that he was inspired by that attraction to come up with the Splash mm-hmm. Mountain version. Yeah. But the reason why you're thinking of that is because what replaced this ride was that Monster Mansion attraction. So I want to go on it so bad. It looks like a fever dream. If I could go on anything, if I could go back to like any deserted, I mean, there'd be a lot of Disney stuff, but that would be high up on the list. Superstar limo. And then there was a, what theme park was it? I listened, I believe it's the ride podcast. I listened, they had like a three or four part episode, I think. And it was on the hard rock theme park. And I believe it was in Maryland. It's been years. It's been years since I watched this, but I was like, Oh my gosh, I wish there was more information. Like if I could go back in time and they had this that. one creepy weird ride. Um I forget what it was even called. We had a but I remember I listened to that while building media lists yeah. for like two days. Like oh, I was wow. obsessed. Anything I could find on it. We had this creepy dark ride at Six Flags New Orleans and it was like jester themed and I don't really remember much about it. I wrote it once, but I feel like that would have been on the list for you too. And we're gonna have to do yeah. a Six Flags New Orleans <laughs> because that has such a huge place in Kate's heart. Yes. Um and yeah, it's we always talk about cool it. It's such a situation. Like, it's just sitting there abandoned right now. It just yeah, blows Yeah, I always am like, 30 minutes I'm always obsessed with abandoned stuff, but mm-hmm. I'm such a little biatch. I would never, I, I would never break in anywhere. So Paris has been inside. And really, I'm our so friend Paris. Our friend Paris. But <laughs> we'll get back to that sometime. Um, I mean. Yes, I was, um, oh, wait. Oh, I just thought it fell out no. of my head. What? Oh. No, I, it's gone. Oh. I don't know. It's gone. Well, um, I mean, really, all uh, all else I have really to say about Splash Mountain, unless we just want to talk general thoughts, is that the first ride was a hit, so then they ended up doing the two other versions in Magic Kingdom and mm-hmm. Tokyo. Those two, um, Magic Kingdom had a soft opening on July 17th of 1992, which I thought was interesting since the original tr- attraction opened on July 17th, but it didn't have Love its when they do that. final opening until... October 2nd 1992 and um Tokyo opened a day before on October 1st 1992 I don't know what happened on Magic Kingdom that day that why they didn't I always but yeah especially because well October 1st is an anniversary that's what I'm saying so you'd think they'd want to but maybe they thought there was enough excitement I don't know um I always think it's crazy how long Tokyo has been open like I always feel like oh it's new like I always think because it's not in America it's like a newer park but it's been which I guess it is but it's been there long yeah it's been there long enough to have something um I know what I was thinking this is back to to the conversation with Tony Baxter yeah I would love and when I was working at Epcot and working on these projects I tried to find someone like desperately tried to find someone and we should totally do an episode on this although it's not a theme park per se but when I was a kid and I lived in New Jersey Mm. we were obviously close to New York City we'd go all the time there was a restaurant called Mars 2112 
And if anybody who, by some chance, if we have listeners and you've been there, it was like this incredible experience. I remember it so vividly. Um, And you would basically go up in an elevator, but it felt like a spaceship and you would go to Mars and they had like screens and you felt like you were in Mars and... There is all this alien merchandise. I've done research. I cannot find a lot of stuff. Like wow. this was one of the most vivid memories of my childhood. I loved Mars 2112. I don't think it lasted very long, but it is a very similar concept to Space 220. Yes, that's what And that I'm is saying. why I cannot wait to go to Space 220. And I so badly, like when I was working at Epcot, I worked in, you know, in cast communication mm-hmm. and I, I did get to touch a lot of the new projects coming Um to help educate cast members and to to work on spreading the news to cast members, whatever. Um, but I couldn't find anybody. Like I literally asked so many times, like, hey, do you know who came up with the idea for Space 220? Like I would ask anybody I could, like, yeah. hey, do you know anything about Space 220? Because I just want so bad to talk to talk to somebody and be like, did you go to Mars 2112? Because you had to have gone to Mars 2112. Oh, yeah. Mars 2112 was very like early 90s though. Like mm-hmm alien crate like like cute aliens you know what I mean but it was like more fun and kitschy where space 220 sounds like it's going to be more of like an actual futuristic educational yeah experience um but yeah I mean totally out of nowhere why we're talking about this but the conversation with Tony Baxter about the ride in Six Flags (laughs) every time I hear that I think I'm like dang that fan is so lucky I want that moment I know. To know. Yeah, I'm just glad somebody asked him because um, I know so Mm -hmm. many people have wondered for so long, was it inspired by that in any way? And apparently he lit up immediately when somebody mentioned the attraction. He said he'd been on it. So maybe that's his way of I want that moment. I know the person. (laughs) I I know you've been on Mars. You've been to Mars 2112. I just need need to know. It was literally like, it was like, I can't even describe it. Like, I had a notebook, I'm pretty sure. But there's nothing online. I should look on eBay. You should. I I, I love to do um, research on stuff on eBay. Yeah. Just, like, to find, like, crazy merchandise items. I need to start doing Um, that. But... Yeah, I mean, sometimes with like, again, with Splash Mountain, it's hard. Like everything's Mm -hmm. super expensive right now. Everybody's trying to sell everything Splash Mountain. So it's hard to find like the nitty gritty weird stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I I, I love Splash Mountain. I think people make fun of the rap, but I don't know how you can't just appreciate it for like, we would never have something like that now. Well, I will say we were, my husband and I were watching um, Peyton's Places the other day on ESPN Plus. So this is kind of related since Disney owns that. Um, and there was a rap for, I think the Ram, it was one of the football teams and it was from the eighties. And when I first saw it, I was like, this is 1980s. I'll bet anything. And sure enough, it was. So it was just a vibe of that time to do these raps with, you know, the elaborate dancing and costumes and all of that. (laughs) Um, and so I just, that's why I ended up showing him the Splash Mountain one, but I, I love it. Like, Definitely something that would be on the Disney sing-along tapes, I feel like. Um, oh, my gosh. Yeah, that would have been amazing. Yeah. I wish there was like a Disney sing-along to the rap. Um, I just looked up Mars 2112. There's not a lot of stuff on eBay. There's uh. like one stem glass and then like two plushies. And yeah, that's one nothing. of them weirdly is like pictures in their car. Why would you do that? But anyway... <laughs> 
this was a <laughs> this was a successful episode yeah, in my opinion in my so. books i think all in all they did a great job splash mountains is i think one of the most amazing things is to me even though splash mountain didn't open with the parks it is such an iconic it is attraction that people i think feel like it did like i've heard especially a lot with all of the um with everything that happened in the last year i've heard a lot of people saying um you know that they thought it was an original opening day attraction and people had to be like no it wasn't yeah an opening day attraction it's it's wild I mean it was my first big ride that I rode um as a kid I remember riding it for the first time and I remember my cousin daring me to ride it and everything <laughs> and um I what I love about it is that the story itself is definitely for the whole family but then the idea of that thrill of going down that five-story drop is what draws in what Mikey wanted yeah. those teenagers those adults Mikey. you know to try to bring more people to the parks Mikey Eisner you know he wanted fun for literally the whole family every time I go to the park every time I go to the park I want to go on it Mm -hmm. still so I think it's really just it's held up um and even just I mean I'm excited to see what they do next I think we'll have a really fun time maybe doing another marketing video when they reopen it with with a new design um yes as someone from Nolens, I'm excited to see Tiana our girl TT get a ride but I think it's gonna be great I am I will say the child in me that like you said grew up thinking this was like an attraction that was part of the park the whole time I'm I'm gonna Mm -hmm. be sad when my final Splash Mountain run happens So. But I feel very lucky. It was my first ride with Renee, Aww. which I always remember this was our first ride together because we went to the cast preview. So when COVID, when they first were opening the parks, they had cast previews. I was still a cast member at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and we went and they had literally just like a day, two days before announced that it was going to be changing. And so that was yeah. the first ride we did. And it luckily wasn't too crazy. Um, and so I have a lot of great memories on Splash Mountain. And I definitely am cherishing it a little more now, taking more mm-hmm. pictures because because I think that's the really cool thing is that one day it's going to be those attractions that we'll get to share with our kids and other Disney fans and tell them about the experience firsthand that, you know, they can't have anymore. I yeah. think that that really is such a cool part about Disney history. Um so it's kind of cool that we have something like that of our own now. I'm also one of those weird people that when structures have not been completely demolished and rebuilt, I love of trying to visualize mm-hmm. myself on an yes, old Yes, I have the hardest time with yeah. that on Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. Oh, me too. The I feel like you cannot even... Is the same is the twister scene. I just want to confirm that that's where the Wizard of Oz part, like when the twister happens before. Like that's what I want to believe, but it's probably not I true. I literally... I mean, I, uh, of course it's been years, but I cannot connect the dots no, on either. But yes, either. I'm very I excited like to see how they true. do. Yeah. How they do the overlay, how it looks. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really, really excited. But yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's our that's Splash it. Mountain episode. Um, if you have anything else to add, if you have any fun um, Splash Mountain Memories, trivia or facts, trivia, yeah. Anything, if you went to Mars 2112, Ooh, yes. um, we want to hear about it. I'm at Josie Maida on Instagram. And I'm at Kate Killebrew on Instagram. And we're in the process of setting up a, a show Instagram, but that's probably the quickest way you can always reach yeah. us. Um, definitely, if you have any memories of Six Flags, Georgia, mm-hmm. or New Orleans, or Mars 2112, we or Splash Mountain. We love about that stuff. We're also on Twitter. Yes, same right? names. Yeah. 
right? Same it's names on everything. Everything. Okay, yeah. That's how you do it. Consistent. Yeah. But that's it. Thanks for listening. Next week, we're going to be talking about the orange bird. The orange bird. I'm so excited. <laughs> it's a big favorite in my family. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye. One.